This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Happy Saturday, folks, and welcome into another edition of the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Work joining you here this afternoon here on News Radio WBRN. Thanks to all tuning in. Be sure to get that preset dialed here to News Radio WBRN, 1460 AM, 96.5 or 107.7 FM, so you don't miss out on any shows moving forward because we're going to have some great shows coming up. We got another great one for you here today. Coach Kurt Rafe, Big Rapids Varsity Girls Soccer stops by to talk about their season as well as their outlook heading into postseason play, as well as we'll get into all of the games from this last week, all the news around as well as highlight some of the scores and analysis. It's been a great week of sports. I got to digress for me personally. It hasn't been the greatest week, been under the weather, but certainly have been able to kick back, watch some sports a little bit, hear all the news coming in. It certainly made it much better, but we're back. We're feeling much better and I can't tell you how much more revived I feel being here in the studio in a microphone with you guys. Without further ado, we'll send you to the interview room with my chat with coach Kurt Ray of Big Rapids Cardinal Soccer. Obviously the team this year uh 9 and 10 overall on the record not as great as we've had in the last couple of years but you guys have obviously played some really tough teams as well. What are your overall thoughts on how the season has went? You know, that was kind of our our thinking going into this season here. We did this not really as a test but just as a challenge to the girls here because you know, in the past years our conference has been a little bit weaker. Um you know, of course this year Nuego and Tri-County are really doing well and um kind of giving us fits here the last couple weeks here and stuff, but we're hard on the girls, we push them and then we go back and watch film and it's like you know, if you look at the stats and you look at the, you know, the, the factual numbers on there, it's like, you know, we're out playing a lot of these really good teams. And so um, it's been a little frustrating. I mean, we just met as uh, our coaches last night and we watched the second Tri-County game and, you know, they're a great team They're You know, they got three fast forwards, probably three of the fastest we've seen all year long, even with the talent that we've played. And many of their goals are just generated by, uh, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say a blind kick, but by a long kick and, you know, three speeder players just going down there and shooting, uh, you know, it's not what we like to call organized soccer, but it's effective and it works for them. So we keep finding that we're not getting outplayed, that we're out passing, out possessing, out shooting. We're just not scoring goals. And so um, it is frustrating because Big Rapids girls soccer is not used to losing. And, you know, with that comes, you know, a little frustration by the girls. And, you know, we try to keep them positive and focus on the good things that they've done so far against good quality teams. Absolutely. And certainly one thing that you mentioned, obviously, Tri-County and Nuego, two of the top teams in the conference this year that have really improved exponentially. You guys have also had a lot of really good non-conference games against teams like Essexville, Garver, West Catholic, Mount Pleasant. Just talk about how that really that high level of competition has really kind of molded this group this year, because obviously a lot of senior and leadership loss from last year and a lot of these young players stepping up here and seeing those good teams already. Probably the last eight, nine years we haven't had a JV team. And so it, it's, it's frustrating, you know, I guess as a dad and a coach is, you know, you see a girl with a little bit of potential that really hasn't had the soccer background as many of our girls has. And so, you know, you, you want them to be part of it and, you know, stick with it. 
Um, you know, of course, a lot of them don't get a lot of playing time. And I know that's always frustrating to a player. You know, again, it goes back to that, you know, when the programs that do have the JV teams, I mean, you take a girl with, a, you know, potential and you tell them to play, you know, you're playing 80 minutes here and we don't have that luxury. And, you know, it's frustrating because, you know, we're one of the biggest schools around and I'm not quite sure where the girls are going, but uh, we've always been short benched, uh, even in the past years. You know, I, I believe we've made regional finals twice in the last five or six years. And, you know, we're playing against these bigger schools that have freshmen, JV and girls soccer. So, I mean, I think it says a lot about our girls character, you know, what they do in the off season, because um, when the season does end, they don't hang up the cleats, you know, they get a little break and then they get most of them get right back into the gym and back out on the field. And so. Uh, it, it does say a lot about them and, and their character and, and they do want to succeed. And that's, I think, why we've been so successful in the last few years. Absolutely. And especially with the young group, obviously comes the the whole question of development and training. What's the best thing for them as a coach with this group that you've seen? Obviously, there's a lot of potential offensively and defensively. And what are some of those things that you've seen from this group that are, can really propel this team over the next couple of years? Obviously, with that number of practice and obviously this just this whole experience of the season and the next coming up. I think the next couple of years, we, you know, we have a club team that plays for our local club here. That is probably one of the most talented group of girls. And uh, they've been very successful at a very high level in, you know, to, to get them involved at the high school level. I believe there's, you know, somewhere around five to six that are coming in next year. Again, not huge numbers, but we're excited to see that. And, you know, just continue the work ethic with these girls do put in, in the off season. I mean, we tell them day one when they show up as a freshman, you know, we're not going to make you a great soccer player in three months. It's it's what you do in the other nine months. And life's busy, you know, for, for anybody, let alone a young, you know, high school girl. And so they do learn to get organized very quickly, you know, something I lack. Um, but, you know, they find time to go to the gym together as groups. Some of them do. And uh, they, they do play off-season fall soccer. And we've got some good coaches with, you know, uh, Coach uh, Kevin Tusi and Coach uh, Stacy Pedago. She, I think she coaches a couple teams there for Northland United. And I, I think they just continue that hard work and, and drive to keep us successful at the high school level. It's, you know, it's a, it's a club for the whole community. You know, there's a lot of Chip Hills and Reed City and other area that come over and play for us. But, you know, it is a nice feeder program for Big Rapids girls soccer. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned, obviously, getting out and getting able to train as well as practice. And I know Mother Nature, with all the other sports right now, it seems like especially this spring has just been extremely difficult with the weather. How have you guys adjusted as far as really dealing with the late snow that we've had, the rain especially? But I'm sure with that turf field you guys have, it's definitely been better than it has been in years past. You know, you know, the whole Cardinal stadium is a blessing, I, you know, to, to big Rapids in mean, the community and to the school. I, you know, I personally, I hate spring sports. Uh, it's just, uh, I know each sport has its, its own, uh, bad thing about it, but I just, it's, it's, it goes from cold, windy and rainy up on that Hill on the turf to, you know, we've already seen, you know, some 80 degree days. And so you're wearing winter gear one day and, you know, the next day they're complaining about their toes are too hot on the turf. And so, I mean, our mindset coaching, you know, we've been up there 12 years, uh, Don and I, 
we brought back uh, Emily Maroney, who was a uh, you know a player for us for four years. She's helping coach the defense. Uh, my daughter Kelsey Ray, who's uh, you know a special ed teacher at uh, Morley Stanwood. This is her second year uh, helping us coach. But we just our, our mindset up there and our coaching philosophies. You keep them moving. You know we we stick to the same game plan. We you know we we hit them with some conditioning early on. Everybody hates that, and we do a lot of technical work. And so we try not to ever slow down the practice, especially in the cold weather, because we want to get them in there we don't want you know injuries which you know the sport's always prone to injuries we had five starters out at one time and um, like many schools do you can't use that as an excuse but um, two of them aren't coming back and and so we were always battling that and so you are concerned about the other girls um, that are out there and you know talking to them about you know eating properly dressing properly for conditions even if you get out there and you get hot keep keep the dry fit on and stuff like that so spring sports are just a challenge uh, it really is. And it's for everybody. I know it's just not soccer, but it just seems like uh, it's windy, cold and rainy. Absolutely. One last question for you, coach. Appreciate the time. Obviously, postseason coming up here over this next week. You'll guys start with Shepard in round one. Uh, just talk about what you see when that team as far as looking into that first game and obviously the whole district bracket as a whole and what you guys want to use as far as strengths to hopefully get a victory as well as improve the weakness along the way. Like many programs, we try to take it one game at a time. Of course, we have Reed City tonight for the uh, we're, we're playing for third place for the conference tournament at home six o'clock tonight. So um, we're, we're, we're just trying to, you know, after struggling, I guess, a little bit with Tri-County, we're trying to think we're moving personnel around on the field there trying to get some, you know, players that click better, you know, on offense, Julia Waltz has, has been doing a phenomenal job, um, you know, on offense, she usually plays center mid for us, but we put her up more as an attacking player. So we're trying to get somebody up there, you know, uh, Kira couch is, uh, last year, um, you know, I think had 25, 28 goals. She's down a little bit this year. Um, she's usually up top there, but we've just been trying to move some people around on the field to be better, you know, performing better out there and, and moving the ball around. I mean, our, our back line with Ella Tusi, uh, Kira Costi, Elise DeVries and, uh, Teresa Vance, you know, we call them the fab four. I don't think there's a better back line in the state of Michigan division three. And so they've been pretty solid for us. We've been, you know, messing around formations, going back and forth, trying to find something, you know, we went in against tri-county defensively. And, you know, you go back and you watch the film and it's like, God, we didn't play that bad. You know, we got a few bad breaks here and there and, um, you know, but that's the way it goes at the end of the day, you know, it's who has the most goals on the board. So we don't know a lot about Shepard. Uh, we just see other teams that they've played. They don't seem like a tough program. Um, you know, we're, we're, going to try out something tonight on Reed City, a different formation. And probably if that's, we have success, we use that against Shepard. And then we'll probably see Reed City again in the district. And then, uh, you know, hopefully, well, third time will be a charm against Tri-County if we make it that far for the finals. And Big Rapids is hosting the district. So that's nice to have home field advantage uh, to be on our turf. I mean, we we are a good turf team, uh, very technical and and quick. So that that's in our in our court there being able to host. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Coach. We obviously wish you the most luck and hopefully we can get the whole Cardinal faithful out to support you guys. All right, man. I appreciate it. You have a great weekend. I'll tell you one thing. Big Rapids girls soccer heading into the postseason as an underdog, something we haven't seen in a long time, but something I certainly don't want to see. 
as another coach. Big thanks to Coach Ray for stopping by. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Local Sports Scoreboard is next here on WBRN. Welcome back here to the West Michigan Sports Show, broadcasting live inside the WBRN studios. Don't necessarily have a fancy name for our studio. I just kind of realized that. Don't get me wrong. WBRN, really cool. But don't necessarily have the extravagant studio names like some of these big wigs do. But then again, I'm not a big wig show guy. And that's totally fine by me. So I appreciate all of you guys, no matter what studio we're broadcasting from. So happy to do it for you guys. And certainly thankful as well to those that help me make this possible for you. Those include our sponsors for this show. I think it includes the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Johnson's Automotive, Ultra Care Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Macasta Asola Transit Authority, and Macasta Asiola Career Center. But without further ado, we're swinging it into the local sports scoreboard. A lot on deck here from the past week. We're going to go back nine days. It's normally seven, but a little shift in studio recording schedules now puts us here on Friday instead of some of the Wednesday shows we've been kind of routinely going through. And I know that's kind of a curveball for you guys to kind of handle because obviously we're previewing the next week before the weekend has happened in that normal format. And I know that's kind of confusing. I know I want to make it as simplified as possible. So we're going to try to maybe get these Friday recordings here. So at least it's a little bit more recency when it comes to the scores and updates. So I think that'll help the show really a lot. And if so, give us feedback. Make sure that you log on to WBRN.com. You can, I believe, leave comments on our show. Um, If not, there's probably a comment box somewhere. Maybe you can type it out and I'll find it out on the website somewhere. If you you type it, I'll find it. There you go. I'll make sure to get your guys' feedback here for how the show can go. But we're going to go all the way back here for the review, all the way back May 10th, where we left off last, starting on the diamond. Baseball Central Montcalm gets a sweep over the Grant Tigers, 12-2 and and 9-2. Final scores from that game, as well as on the softball diamond, the Hornets continue their tear in the CSA this year with two wins over the Tigers, 12-2 and 8-6. The final scores in softball. Some of the notable Big Rapids softball scores. It was a tough one against Mount Pleasant. Big Rapids gets a split against the Oilers. 15-5 win, 13-7 loss for Coach Thompson's team. Puts them at 20-3 and on the year so far. And obviously we'll get to the rest of the games they got to here in just a minute. Over on the soccer pitch, Big Rapids ladies get the win over Lakeview. Dominant fashion, the offense comes alive. 8 nothing win over the Wildcats with Tri-County continuing their reign of terror on the CSA this year. 7 nothing the final in that one. And speaking of terror as well, the Nuego Lions have been just as good, if not better. 10 nothing a win over Kent City and Reed City Grant play into a high-quality draw to two, the final score in that one, I believe, needed extra penalty kicks to decide that one. Over in May 11th on the diamond, the Grant Tigers bounce back. They get a victory, a pair of victories against Muskegon Orchard View, 11-2, 12-4, the final scores in that one. Nuego is bested by Whitehall, 7-2, 11-1, the final scores in that non-conference doubleheader, as well as Tri-County earns a split against Ravenna, 4-0, Ravenna takes game Game one, Tri-County bounces back 11-1 
in game number two. On the softball diamond, Nuego and Whitehall play to a split. Lions get game one 12-3, where the Vikings winning 10-9 in the nightcap. Grant gets two victories over Sparta, 12-7-9-8. The final scores in that one. And the Kansas City Eagles get a split against Forest Hills Eastern, 3-1 Eastern wins game one. Kansas City bounces back for 5-3 victory in game number two. Over on May 12th, we go baseball for Chippewa Hills. Some big wins for the Warriors, 10-1, 2-1. They beat the Grant Tigers. Final scores there for May 12th, as well as softball, Tri-County. Bats explode against the Knights of Belding, 20-7, 17-1. Now, that's some crooked numbers that opposing coaches do not want to see. Girls soccer also in action. Big Rampids gets a non-conference win over Sparta. 2-0 the final score in that one. Fremont, the former CSAA foe, gets the best of the Coyotes of Reed City non-conference play. 3-0 the Packers win that one. The Lions take down Tri-County for sole possession of the CSAA right now. 3-2 the final score in what was one of the most intense games all season. Certainly could be one we see even bigger coming up as of yesterday as we're recording this tonight in the CSAA Conference Tournament Championship Girls Soccer. Ravenna, speaking of them, just a few moments ago, get the win over Kent City in Girls Soccer action. 5-1 the final score in that one. And the Tigers of Shelby outclawing the Tigers of Grant. one nothing in a classic soccer match there in Grant. Also on May 12th, the CSAA League Invitational Championship down in Central Montcalm. I was fortunate enough to be at this meet. And let me tell you what, it was as advertised, an absolute speed fest for many of the events, some really some incredible performances from a lot of these individual athletes. Team-wise, there were two teams that reigned on top this year. Chippewa Hills women get the win with 143.5 points. I believe now that's 20 consecutive championships. Think about that for a second. 20 straight years. Chippewa Hills is bringing the top of track and field for the girls' side. Unbelievable performance there from Coach Hatfield's team as well as their whole staff as well. Central Malcolm had a great performance as well, 125 points to be in second, followed by Kent City and Big Rapids and Molly Stanwood in the respective three, four, and five spots. Over on the men's side, it was the Tri-County Vikings with an absolute dominant performance from sprints on up. Get the victory on the boys' side, 110.5 points was all it took to raise their first title in many years. Reed City follows up in the runner-up spot at 97.5 points, followed by White Cloud, Big Rapids, and Kent City in respective order, three through five there in the CSAA championship. A couple school records as well that were broken. Reed City gets a four-by-eight school record with an official time, if I remember correctly, of 8.16. So certainly some great performances record-breaking performances there, as well as Stuart Gould. Shout out to that man for winning four events individually uh, throughout his entirety of performances. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. Wins the 100, wins the 200, and then comes back to win the 400 in that event, as well as, I believe, leading one of their anchor legs for the victory in the 4x4. I mean, what can he not do? 
I mean, incredible stuff there from that performances as well. Some other notable performances, Grant Wheaton, the 110 meter hurdle champion from Lakeview with an absolutely great performance for him as well as winning the 300 meter hurdles in that one as well. White Cloud winning the four by one with a 45.77, a blazing time there from that crew. Owen Westerkamp out with Samuel Martini in a nightcap thriller in the 3,200 meters, 10.01 the final time for him, as well as Owen Westerkamp winning in the mile, 4.24 the final time in that one. He was ousted, though, in the 800 meters by an absolutely enormous kick by Gus Rohde of Reed City, 159 the final time after a slow first 400, a blazing fast last 200, and a perfectly executed move to win that one there for Gus Rohde and some of the boys throwing events as well. Uh, some big time performances in that department. Jay Silverthorne wins it in his final season for shot put as well as in discus as well. A dual title for him. Noah Robinson gets the high jump victory. Gabriel Rusnell of Kent City gets the pole vault victory and Cole Hefner of Nuego wins the long jump in his final conference championship. Over on the women's side, Ariana Todd with the 100 meter title as well as coming in second to Samara Turner of Big Rapids, who was crowned the 200-meter champion in that final race. Ariana Todd, though, would bounce back for the 400-meter title, with Miranda McNeil of Morley Stanwood getting the victory in the 800-meter with 226 the final time in that one, as well as Lila Volker sweeps for Kent City in the 3200 and the 1600, respectively. Hannah Abbott of Chippewa Hills, the 100-meter hurdle champion, as well as 300-meter hurdle champion. So congratulations to Hannah and only her sophomore season, by the way. Big Rapids gets a victory in the four by one as well as the four by two led by a dominant leg of Olivia Malloy and Sophia Blackwell and company. Congratulations to them as well, as well as the four by four. Chippewa Hills wins that one as well as Kent City getting the four by eight victory. Selena Eldridge of Central Montcalm, your shot put champion. Gabby Reeve of White Cloud wins in the discus as well as high jump. Hannah Abbott once again with another championship under her belt in the conference level and pole vault finally to wrap it up Haley Hayner of Big Rapids gets the victory there so that's the entirety of the track and field CSAA championships many of those teams will also be in action coming up here later on this weekend and some of those have actually been completed right now over in Allendale Tri-County Nuego and Grant will be there uh, on May 18th which also if you're thinking here with your calendar you're probably thinking that's literally yesterday as I'm recording this two days ago if you're listening to this yes it's on a Thursday so we'll make sure we get to that next week as well as the Friday regional Big Rapids and Cadillac over at Shepherd and the other two regionals that'll be coming up here on May 20th which will be happening today as if you're listening that includes some of the other teams like Reed City, Chippewa Hills, White Cloud, Lakeview, Moe, Stanwood, Central Montcalm, and Kent City in all three locations of Manton, Montague, and Chesning for those three regional meets. Anyway, back to the scoreboard we go to finish out the show here. We'll highlight the notables. There's a lot of tournament games to cover, and obviously you can look back on MHSA.com if you need some of those. Tri-County gets a victory in their home soccer tournament. Three wins against Alma, Millington, and Gladwin. Reed 
Reed City gets a title in the Marion Tournament for softball and baseball, while Big Rapids takes down Gaylord and Petoskey in their home-hosted tournament. On May 15th, Grant splits with Reed City. 6-2 Reed City wins, followed by a 1-0 Tigers win. Over in soccer, Big Rapids defeats Grant. Tri-County takes down Kent City. Nuego defeats Chip Hills and Reed City. Takes down Lakeview, respectively. Also in softball action, Grant defeats Reed City. In the doubleheader, 13-5 and 15 won the final scores in those games. Before we go, girls' soccer districts on deck. Big Rapids hosting Shepard. Grant will take on Whitehall. Kent City will face off against Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Reed City will face Chippewa Hills. And Shelby will take on Lakeview in postseason play. You can find all the brackets and postseason information on MHSAA. But until next time, here on the West Michigan Sports Show, I'm Brandon Worth, signing off.